greetings, friends, and welcome back to Catechesis. In this lesson, we will be considering question 16 of the Baptist Catechism, which asks, Did our first parents continue in the estate wherein they were created? And the answer, Our first parents, being left to the freedom of their own will, fell from the estate wherein they were created by sinning against God. The words, our first parents, have obvious reference to Adam and Eve. And we must remember that Adam and Eve were not only our first parents, biologically speaking, but that God also entered into a covenant of life or works with Adam. We learned about that in the previous question. Answer 15 says, when God had created man, he entered into a covenant of life with him upon condition of perfect obedience, forbidding him to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil upon pain of death. And a little bit later in the Catechism, we will learn that Adam's obedience or disobedience to the terms of this covenant would affect not only him, but all who would descend from him. This question that we are now considering is of particular importance, therefore. Not only are we asking what happened with Adam and Eve, historically speaking, but rather we are asking what happened to humanity. And I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, but I think it is helpful to see where this is all headed. Here in question 16, we hear the word sin for the first time. Adam and Eve sinned against God, we are told. But we must remember that when Adam sinned, all of humanity sinned in him, for he was a representative of others. And so back to the question, did our first parents continue in the estate wherein they were created? Uh, the answer to this question not only informs us of what happened to them, but also it tells us about what has happened to us through our biological and covenantal union with them. Our catechism notes that Adam and Eve were left to the freedom of their own wills. Our first parents being left to the freedom of their own wills, it says, fell from the estate wherein they were created by sinning against God. Uh, from time to time, in these catechism lessons, I will encourage you to read portions of our confession that correspond to the question that we are considering. I think it is important to remember that this catechism was written in order to teach the doctrines contained within our confession, and that our confession is nothing more than a summary of the doctrines contained within Holy Scripture. It would probably be a good idea to read chapters 6 and 9 of our confession as we consider questions 16 through 22 of our catechism. Chapter 6 of our confession is entitled, Of the Fall of Man, of Sin, and of the Punishment Thereof. And chapter 9 of our confession is entitled, Of Free Will. And here in questions 16 through 22 of our catechism, we are beginning to focus upon the topic of sin and its consequences. And here in question 16, we find this remark, our first parents, being left to the freedom of their own will, fell from the estate wherein they were created. And so listen to chapter 9 of our confession with the title of free will, paragraph 1. It says, God has endued the will of man with that natural liberty and power of acting upon choice, that is neither forced nor by any necessity of nature determined to do good or evil. So what does this mean? It means that God created man in such a way that he has the ability to make choices, real choices from the heart. It also means that man's will was not bent towards evil as it was created by God originally. Chapter 9, paragraph 2 of our confession says, 
man in his state of innocency had freedom and power to will and to do that which was good and well-pleasing to God, but yet was mutable so that he might fall from it. You'll notice this little phrase, state of innocency. What is that a reference to? Well, it is a reference to the state of being that Adam and Eve enjoyed while in the garden and prior to their fall into sin. They were innocent. They were pure. And notice, they were most free. They had freedom and power to will and to do that which was good and well-pleasing to God. But our confession also says that they were mutable. They could be changed so that they might fall from it. Our catechism summarizes all of that when it says that our first parents were left to the freedom of their own will. We are to see that Adam and Eve were created upright but free. They were free to choose that which was good and pleasing to God, leading to life eternal, and they were free to choose that which was evil and sinful, leading to death. But to get back to the question, did our first parents continue in the estate wherein they were created? The answer is no. They fell from the estate wherein they were created by sinning against God. Please get used to this talk of estates or states of being. We don't talk this way much anymore, but the terms estate or states of being are used both in our catechism and confession uh, to describe the condition of man's soul as it pertains to our ability to either obey or disobey God's law. Chapter 9 of our confession teaches, and rightly so, that in every state of being, man has the ability to make real choices, free choices from the heart. In the state of innocency, you're to think of Adam before the fall here, man had freedom and power to will and to do that which was good and well-pleasing to God, but yet was mutable so that he might fall from it. We've already heard about that. In the state of sin, think of Adam and every one of his descendants after the fall, man has wholly lost all ability of will to any spiritual good accompanying salvation. So as a natural man, being altogether averse from that good and dead in sin, is not able by his own strength to convert himself or to prepare himself thereunto. In the state of grace, or to think of those who have been converted or regenerated by God, man is freed from his natural bondage under sin and by God's grace alone is enabled freely to will and to do that which is spiritually good, yet so as that by reason of his remaining corruptions, he does not perfectly nor only will that which is good, but does also will that which is evil. And this describes the experience of the Christian. And then lastly, in the state of glory, we are to think here of all of God's redeemed in the new heavens and earth. Man is made perfectly and immutably free to do good alone. This is what chapter 9 of our confession teaches. This talk of the various estates or states of being is very helpful, I think. In every state of being, man is man, and man is free to make real choices from the heart. But what changes is his ability. Adam and Eve were created innocent, we are told, but they fell from this estate. They fell from a state of knowledge. Paul, speaking of the unregenerate children of Adam, says they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They fell from a state of holiness, Again, Paul says they have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. They fell from a state of freedom. Christ in John 8.34 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. 
They fell from a state of rest. Isaiah 57.21 says, There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. They fell from a state of communion with God. In Genesis 3.8, we read, And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. What a sad scene that is. And they fell from a state of happiness. In Genesis 3.24, we learn that God drove out the man. And at the east of the Garden of Eden, he placed the cherubim and the flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. This section of the catechism that we are now entering into, I like to call it the bad news section of the catechism. Listen to the questions here, and I'll give some of the answers or at least summarize them for you. Question 16 through 22. Did our first parents continue in the estate wherein they were created? We are saying no, they sinned. What is sin? Well, sin is any want of conformity unto or transgression of the law of God. Question 18. What was the sin whereby our first parents fell from the estate wherein they were created? Well, they ate of the forbidden fruit. 19. Did all mankind fall in Adam's first transgression? Yes, our, con- our catechism says. All mankind, descending from him by ordinary generation, sinned in him and fell with him in his first transgression. 20. And to what estate did the fall bring mankind? The answer is that the fall brought mankind into an estate of sin and misery. 21. Wherein consists the sinfulness of that estate wherein to man fell? Answer, the sinfulness of that estate wherein to man fell consists in the guilt of Adam's first sin, the want of original righteousness or the lacking of original righteousness, and the corruption of his whole nature, which is commonly called original sin, together with all actual transgressions which proceed from it. 22. What is the misery of that estate unto where man fell? Answer, All mankind, by their fall, lost communion with God, are under his wrath and curse, and so made liable to all the miseries of this life, to death itself and to the pains of hell forever. This is all bad news in questions 16 through 22. It's true. stuff that we must talk about, especially if we are to understand the good news. But it's all bad news in questions 16 through 22. But when I am teaching through this section, and it will take us a little bit of time to get through it together, I do like to remind people of the good news that is quickly coming. The bad news having been sufficiently delivered, question 23 then asks, Did God leave all mankind to perish in the estate of sin and misery? And the answer is a wonderfully good answer. It is good news. God, having out of his mere good pleasure from all eternity, elected some to everlasting life, did enter into a covenant of grace to deliver them out of the estate of sin and misery and to bring them into an estate of salvation by a Redeemer. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. I think this should be our reply along with Paul. Until next time, brothers and sisters. Abide in Christ.